but I always felt that I had a bigger calling on my life. Welcome to the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. Hi, I'm RV Robinson. I'm the master speaker trainer, international speaker, and author of Speak Up, Get Clients, and author of new release book, The Impact of One Voice. And that's what this podcast is all about today. I am interviewing one of our 30 authors, Nicola Middleton, Nicola Middleton. And she is a businesswoman, author, speaker, who is developing a brands and media business, which carries messages that help take humanity higher. She's also a woman in ministry with a heart to help people attain emotional, emotionally happy and free lives sourced in their identity and in healthy relationships. Her life motto is change the world, love wins. Her mission is to help the world, help make the world a better place. Nicola's most recent collaboration with us at the 30 Authors and the book, which is launching on Amazon in August, The Impact of One Voice, Your Voice, Your Story, Your Message Matters, and her chapter tells the story of, of female relationships, something very close to Nicola's heart. And her chapter is called Beauty for Ashes. So welcome, Nicola. Welcome. I know you are here from Italy. Originally, you're from South Africa, but you are here zooming in all the way from Italy. So thank you so much for your time and for, you know, whatever, you know, seven, being seven o'clock uh, your time and just being with us here today. So let's just jump in right to your chapter. So tell us a little bit about you, your background, and then tell us a little bit about your chapter and why you wrote it. RV, thank you so much. It's so lovely to be here. Really happy, happy so much. So happy to be part of this collaboration. Uh, an amazing group of authors and such an incredible project for me because your, your whole, it's your project, RV, but uh, you speak about the most important asset we have is our voice. And I couldn't agree with you more. So uh, I'm just very, very delighted to be here. So jumping right into my a little bit about myself, uh, I was actually born in Namibia, um, Africa. I don't know if anyone knows where that is, just north of South Africa. And I was raised in South Africa. Uh, but I always felt that I had a bigger calling on my life, that it wasn't you know, country specific, but that uh, I, I sort of had a voice in my heart growing up about the world is your oyster, the world is my oyster. And so it's always been a passion for me to really live that out. And it's really interesting that as one develops, as you grow, as you mature, it really does become about giving back. You, it's for me, I believe all of us to find real fulfillment should find the seed of, of what it is that we carry within us, the seed of our greatness, the seed of our gift, and, and we should give it, you know, we should give it away. So that's taken me on this journey. I thought actually I would be living in America, but um, 
ended up in Italy, most beautiful Italy, uh, <laughs> La Dolce Vita. <laughs> so um, very happy to be living in Italy, but very, very much focused on building uh, the business into America and building it globally. So, so even this collaboration with, you know, with yourself and the, and the wonderful authors, I think most of them are from America. It's a really, really uh, exciting uh, step forward for me. Thank you. Well, and we are thrilled to have you be part of this collaboration. So let's talk a little bit about your chapter. And something, you know, it's very near and dear to your heart. And there's something that when you were growing up, when you were a teenager, that happened to you that has stayed with you and actually created the change that you are making in the world today. So tell us a little bit about what happened. Okay, it's a, it's a story, and, I, and I, I definitely give some of your training a credit for deciding to write this particular story, um, because I felt, let me go to something that hits a raw nerve, that is really authentic and deep in me, and I, I definitely feel I was courageous. I do believe in being courageous, but I was courageous in uh, putting this story out there into the world. Um, but, you know, we can keep our stories to ourselves, um, but then they don't serve anybody. And I don't even believe that we can uh, necessarily fully heal from, from what happened to us. Correct. So, so I, I was definitely encouraged to be brave, be courageous, write the story. I didn't know how the story would come out. I just knew what the seed of the story was. Um, and, and, and hopefully that helps my own healing, but it puts something out there. You know, sometimes somebody has to go first. Somebody has to start a conversation. And then it becomes like, but me too, me too. And we just, not the me too movement, but, you know, it, like we all realize that those things have, have, have happened. And, and maybe we just thought that was normal. You know, yes, we have certain ways that become accepted norms of behavior. But I believe, and I, I consider myself a leader. I consider myself a change agent. So my role is to shine the light on things and then to allow us to make a change. Mm-hmm. This particular story is, um, so going into this particular story, it's, it's, it's probably such a classic story. The details of the story, well, I'm going to ask you to buy the book and read the story for yourself, Beauty for Ashes. Um, but it had to do with my relationships uh, at school with girls my own age. Um, I found I was popular with the boys. I was very popular with the teachers. I did well academically and shone, you know, shone in different areas. I remember also feeling like I can do this thing with girls younger than me like me. And what is it with girls my own age? Mm-hmm. And um, so anyways, I'm a lot further down the line, so I have a much better understanding about it. But this was a, this is a bit of a story about a, a, a holiday and the school went on a sport week. And, you know, we had to obviously sleep in, in, in rooms together and, and I was excluded. And the way that it happened and the way I felt about my relationships, because I'm a very passionate, very emotional person, was that my friends would have supported me. And in that particular event, it was like nobody was on my side. I just was sort of like not with my friends in the room and and nobody seemed to care. Nobody, you know, figured it out with me. It, it, I was just left alone. Um, and there's another bit of the story, but I don't I don't really want to want to, um, you know, spoil right. the chapter unless you tell me I should, <laughs> um, no, so but uh, the, 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 sorry. So let's talk about it a little bit. All right. Okay. So, so here you are, you're like, as you phrase it in the book, you're the queen, 
right? You're the queen bee in a way of school. You are the most popular. You are liked by guys. You are liked by teachers. You could do no wrong. Now, so now, and you had your own group of friends, but somehow this particular day, they were not supporting you. They didn't save you a bed. And then when you discovered you didn't have one and you had to go and sleep with the younger girls, I mean, that's very disheartening. So, so this set you up to, you know, really, you know, I mean, be hurt obviously, but set you up for change that you are creating in the world today. Right. So that's true. That is very, very true. It was a setup in that way. (laughs) Right. So, I mean, it did take you a lot of courage to write this story, to just admit, you know, even back then, um, you know, that, you were you were Miss Popular. You were the queen. And why didn't the queen have her pick of the space? Now, one of the thoughts that I had when I read your chapter was, why didn't you go and tell one of those girls, one of your friends, get out. This is my bed. Because we would see, we would hear about bully girls doing that, you know. So that was one of my questions for you, that why didn't you just become that bully. But again, you're, you know, you were kind and smart and all that. So that's one of my questions to you. And then tell us what you did do about it, though. You did do something very courageous as a result of having that feeling. So tell us. So, um, yes, the idea of actually standing up for myself in the situation, I it didn't occur to me to do that. I think uh, in one way I was, I was just thinking people would support me. So in that moment, I didn't at all feel to say, Hey, you know, girlfriends. Yeah. Like I've learned to do some of those things now, but, yeah. but I didn't have that skill set at the time. I really did need somebody to step in for me and nobody did. So, you know, that, that was then, you know, just the thing that happened. Um, but and, and what it actually did was it pierced my heart so deeply uh, that it 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 was it, it literally as you said set me up for what I'm what I'm you know part one of my messages I have a number of messages but one of my messages you know um, yeah it's just given me the drive and the passion for it um, but you were saying you were asking me about something that I did I just wanted to be sure what what are you, are you referring well, to a piece of my story yeah there's or what I'm doing now that happened in your story one you ended up you know when you you didn't get to um, compete, then, you know, you did get like God's grace was on you and you, you took advantage of that and you saved face. You really saved face, um, with that. And if you want to share that part of the story, but overall you concluded that, and this is, this is to me, the lesson in the story that you concluded that if you were friends with a particular person, which you wanted to be, that none of this would have happened, that it was like this individual who was undermining you. And isn't that the way it is in life, no matter how old we are, you know? So tell us a little bit about that and how you really came to that conclusion, that lesson. Maybe it was years later, but you came to that story has a lesson in it for all of us. As women and men and and business owners, 
you know, so share that lesson with us. Okay. Yes, so um, if I can just share the two parts. The one part was where uh, there was also a beauty competition in it, and the queen that I was was actually the school queens, which we were very into beauty competitions those days. Maybe we still are, but I'm not anymore involved in that. And they decided to have a Miss Sports Week, and every school could choose two girls to represent them. And because I was the school queen, I thought my school is definitely going to put me forward of course, I mean, our queen will represent us and probably, you know, the first princess. Right. But I didn't get picked. I did not get picked. So it was a blow on top of another blow. But there were some boys' schools. And so uh, one of the boys' schools actually asked me to represent them. And um, I ended up placing in the finals They were in fourth place. And nobody from my school actually got anywhere. So... That was a kind of something was given back to me, you know, I would say God's grace because, um, you know, it's nothing I controlled, but that did feel like this blow and then another blow. And then there was something that, that helped me build myself back up again. Um, But in my story to go to the, to the, the realization and this yes did come much later. And actually I felt I was really being honest with it through writing the story. Um, And that is that I, sort of dissected that story uh, or that what happened to me and I, I sort of felt there was really more than anything one girl who caused me to be blocked out of that room nobody would stand up against her and um and then I realized but she's actually the girl I most related to and I would have loved to have been friends like proper proper friends with her at school and uh, you know like in my daughter's language BFFs you know really really connecting and clicking and and I thought to myself but I didn't actually feel worthy to be her friend but again that's not a thing you think of when you're you know a 17 18 year old girl um that if I had actually maybe had the courage then to reach out to her to say let's go to a movie together let's go drink a milkshake or or just talk to her during break time at school you know more with a view to build a connection like just her and I then I sort of feel like maybe none of this would have happened because that that turned for me out to be a relationship that strongly worked against me in this experience, but it could have worked strongly in my favor. Right. But I didn't have that relationship. Right. So, let, I mean, let's look at that for a second because here you are, you're the queen of the school and mm-hmm. you said you didn't feel worthy to be her friend. Isn't that interesting? You were at the top of the top of the top. And that happens to to many women that they they have such success in life. And yet there's still doubts and there's still this unworthiness. You were every bit as worthy. She maybe wasn't worthy to be your friend. Right. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, but that happens today. So what is your advice to young women that feel that unworthiness when they've done everything they are, they're on the top of their game? How how can they deal with it? How can they get rid of it? How can they go and, you know, get be a BFF with someone that they feel intimidated by? That's a very good question. Um, I, I really do believe that our own sense of identity has to come from within. So I think we have to talk about worth so that it is a conversation, that we're conscious of it, that there is such a thing as 
my worth and how I self-worth, how I feel about my own worth. Now, at that time, that's not a word, a concept, an idea I had in my world, but I would put that into every young girl's life. Performance, not for where you come from, not in nothing. Just you are a human being, you are valuable, you are precious. I do feel that that messaging is much more on earth now. You know, we're hearing it more. We're more thinking that way. We, we know it's important. Human beings need to be invested in, believed in, cheered on, encouraged. Um, so, so I would say to any young woman is be your own, you know, best friend, be your own cheerleader. Tell yourself, I am worthy. All of, all of those messages, I, I'm loved, I'm special. You know, I'm, we need to build ourselves up from the inside out. And if you do feel that there is somebody you want to be friends with, that takes courage. Somebody's got to take the first step, you know, and we never, ever know what is inside of people. Like I never found out really who this other girl is other than how I knew her at school. But I, I, I don't know how if we had a one-on-one -on -one connection, if we had heart-to-heart conversations, if we spent some fun girl time together, you know, spoke about our boyfriends, spoke about schoolwork, spoke about bad hair days, you know, whatever, you know, just it, it could have just been so different. But one does have to have courage and one does have to step out and we do have to feel good about ourselves. And I think with all the shining that I had and all the performance and I could achieve and I could, you know, sort of play to all those different audiences or, you know, members of the community, I, I do actually feel like our own peer group is such an important look in the mirror. And I def there was definitely something I wasn't doing, you know, that, that maybe I was too focused on my achievements and not enough at just being a girlfriend, you know, just, just someone who's not a threat, who's just a fun girl to hang out with. So, mm -hmm. so that's probably some of my lesson where I'm looking at myself in the mirror, which I believe we almost must do and say, well, you know, where did you make it hard for girls to be your friend? Um, I was very focused on my goals because I'm an achiever, you know, the A-type personality. Um, I really enjoyed the, you know, the, the ability to achieve all those things. And, and, and maybe there wasn't balance. That's probably what I would tell myself now as a mother. Great. That's great advice. You know, if you want to be a best, if you want to have a best friend, you've got to be a best friend. So that's good advice. All right, Nicola, so how do people get a hold of you? If they want to talk to you more about your book, if they want to get your, your, a copy of your book and read your story, how would they get a hold of you? Um, I think I have shared with you some of the, the, the links, but I am on Instagram um, and on Twitter and on Facebook and on LinkedIn. So um, when you post this on on. on Podbean, all those links will be there. Do, do, should I give some of them now? All the links will be in the show notes. But if someone wanted to, you know, just see you, they could go to your, um, they could visit your website, which is nicolamiddleton.com. So, and I understand you have a freebie for people listening today. What is your freebie? I, I absolutely do. I have a freebie that can be downloaded. I suppose the link will also be up with the podcast. It is um, a, uh, it's declarations, what I've called female peer relationship declarations. And it's all about reinforcing within ourselves. I do believe we're in a time where women is really rising, where, where all of us are, are feeling there's a feminine voice, a feminine sound that we can bring to the world, but also that we are here together. I do believe women uh, need to really have the sense of community, sense of sisterhood. Um, so this is uh, these are declarations, and 
as we speak declarations into ourselves, we start to develop that mindset. And, and whoever downloads it, I really hope that you will find that your own personal journey with the sisterhood rising, with women rising around you, women outshining you, which is a passion that I do have, is if somebody's going to shine, let them shine. Be happy for them. We shouldn't pull each other down. We shouldn't limit each other. We should, we should, we should increase the vibration, the frequency, the success, the can do for everybody on the planet. We're not actually in a in a in a little world that is with a lack. We're living in an abundant world with more than enough. And I say it's an ever-expanding universe. So those are my declarations. I hope you download them and you become one of the women who is brave and fearless and strong and loving and supportive of her of the sisterhood and all the women in the world. And um, and also forgiving any women who've done wrong against you because to move on and to progress, we need to forgive. I obviously had to forgive. So very important little parting note, I suppose I want to make. Um, but yes, I look forward to you downloading those declarations from the link. All right. Well done. Beautiful story, Nicola. All right. Well, that's our interview for today. Go and, and um, download the free declarations from Nicola. Um, in the show notes, you'll have a special link. So go and find out what that is. Again, get the book, The Impact of One Voice. Your voice, your story, your message matters. Read Nicola's uh, story and other people's stories because they will change your life. And again, join Nicola's movement for sisterhood. So that's our, our podcast for today. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you back here next week. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. Please hop on over to iTunes and leave us a review and feel free to share our channel with your friends and family. Also, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn. We would love to hear from you. And remember, you are one step closer to becoming a million-dollar speaker. <laughs>